0: Welcome to another episode of The Creator's Outlet, brought to you by our friends over the Inked Marketing team. If you need that little extra shove in the PR department for your Indiegogo or Kickstarter, contact Kevin Gillette over at Inked Marketing at www.inkmarketingtoday. today, who want us to remind you about Heel Turn number one. The comic is now live on Kickstarter with a world of professional wrestling meets Dexter. Speaking of demented, murdery type characters, uh, we welcome <laughs> Matt Burke, uh, at Broom Cutter Comic, uh the, uh, the creator of Butch Cleaver. How's it going? Good, man. Butch Cleaver, it, it sounds too much like a leave it to the beat, leave it to Beaver reference.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that sometimes, <laughs>
0: you know, like you know, Beaver's kid. You know, it was like tough, so he named him Butch or something. But uh, <laughs> I, I probably grabbed that out of thin air because, well, you know, I'm old as shit. So it's, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background on you, uh, how you got started doing this and, uh, you know, how you got into comics.
1: For sure. Um, I started doing this probably about mm, roughly 10 years ago or something. Uh, I, I got into comics at an early age. My, my dad and my grandpa and my uncle, they kind of got me into doing it. And um, they were all into the old pulps and everything yeah. after that as well. All, you know, Spider-Man, Batman. Um, after that, uh, they took me to a uh, convention down in uh, L.A., the Hilton. And I got to see a lot of the old school uh, Stan Lee's and whatnot. But I didn't know about that. I was like eight years old at the time yeah and uh i picked up a saber two toy and after that i was just kind of really hooked and um once the image boom took off i was really into that like the max pit spawn i was buying up those books and i had been drawing since i was like four years old i started drawing batman a lot he was always my favorite character as a kid um once i got um, a little older like high school i took some art classes that was fun and i stopped doing that i got more into music and then playing metal um Stopped doing that for a while, and then right around the time the new 52 hit, I started picking up books again, and I started uh, thinking, you know, maybe I maybe I can make a comic because I wanted to do that. Um, I really admired Todd McFarlane back in high school, and I was, that was my dream, was to always make a comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but once, I don't know, it just seemed like it was kind of unattainable, and I just stopped doing it. Um, one night, I came up with this character in this whole world, basically. I, I woke up in, in the middle of the night and ran downstairs and started coming up with this characters and a world and it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't even really even do anything. It just did itself. And, uh, that was Butch Cleaver. And that was, uh, almost 10 years ago. I, I did a, I did a one, a one shot thought it was garbage. I crumbled it up. Then I went back to formula and started doing it again. Um, once I was done with the first issue, I self published it in uh, California at my local comic store. I got it in a couple local stores. Then I did the second issue. And then the third issue I, I just released uh, just at the one store. Um, around that time, I kind of uh, was uh, lingering around Comics Gate, and that was um, really interesting to me, and I decided I wanted to put the book out as a uh, three-parter into one graphic novel uh, released uh, through Indiegogo. I did that last summer, and it was a success. And um, now I'm launching Butch Cleaver 2. Basically, I launched it uh, a week ago on well, – not, not Friday, but the Friday before that. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty awesome. I'm almost halfway there. And uh, that's a little bit about myself.
0: Nice. So uh, when you launched uh, the Indiegogo, you took the original three issues, combined them into one big project and uh, was su- success with that? And you just want to keep going. You don't want to stop now.
1: Yeah, I don't want to stop. I also have, you know, I want to make this a, um, like, three-volume, like, graphic novel. Um, I could do, like, you know, a bunch. This is, like, an arc where it's, you know, this part two and then a part three. And then it kind of bookends right there. But Mm -hmm. after that, when I do Butch Cleaver, I'll probably do, like, one solid story, like, 50 pages, you know. Um, Just, like, a one-hitter. Like, that's how I want to kind of do it. Um, But, yeah, that and then, you know. There's a lot of stories I love to tell. You know, we only live once, though, so it's kind of hard to wrangle that idea and get people jived about it.
0: Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta take them, take them one at a time, and you know. But considering on, you know, what the big two are putting out, I mean, man, such garbage and and craziness. It, it's just, man, I can't stand it.
1: Well yeah I, I had a pull list and I had to take everything off of the list because you know it just I just don't like it anymore. The only thing that's really on there now is uh, Ninja Turtles Ronin, the last Ronin mm-hmm. and then I had the Walt Simonson's Ragnarok, but I think I don't think he's doing that anymore and um uh,
0: yeah i I was getting like a lot of stuff because there were certain yeah. writers that I still wanted to read right right and you know and if if they were doing garbage when I picked up the book, I'd be like Okay, well, I'll take this one, but this is bullshit. And yeah. I'm, done, I'm done with it. Like, uh, the only book I have from uh, Marvel is uh, Immortal Hulk.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, Immortal Hulk was sick. It was a Hulk that was gritty, horrific, back to the basics, you know? Mm-hmm. it's like the monster in the moonlight. And uh, then they started putting all that agenda in there. And I just stopped. And then they did a Del Kion cover where he's <laughs> he did a whole cover. I, I just bought it for the cover because it was so cool to see the Del Kion artwork. But I didn't even read it because um, uh, I think someone did a review on. I think it was Yellow Flash at the time. And I was just like, dude, I'm not even gonna open this up. I'm just gonna look at this. Just look at the cover that Del threw, You know, leave it in the in the bag of board. I'm I'm good. And then I just just decided I'm not gonna buy it anymore. I'd rather spend my money on uh on on you know people's dreams. You know what I mean? Help them out.
0: Yeah, I uh. I I'm, I'm only getting I'm getting it like you know com- completest of certain things. I've been collecting Hulk since I was a kid. Oh yeah. So uh I could see that. Um I'm buying uh his run up to uh issue 50.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh after that I'm I'm done with Hulk because uh I hate Donnie Cates.
1: Yeah, he just he just went another catalyst that kind of came in and just wrecked everything up, you know? And he wasn't, he wasn't always like that. Like, what was it? 10 years ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. I had read, I had read a couple of his books that were pretty cool. I think it was like something about God, something where this guy, yeah, this guy has Alzheimer's. I thought that was a great book. Mm -hmm. And then he had another one called buzzkill. I think that was pretty interesting.
0: He had buzzkill. And then, uh, he did, he did, uh, he did another small press book, uh, that was about uh, like cannibalized vampires or something mm. in the in the barbecue restaurant. It was, oh, redneck, redneck, redneck. Right? Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm like, I go, why can't I remember that name? That mm. should just come right to me.
1: Uh, it happens to me all the time. I actually slipped it, hit my head a couple of days ago, and fell on my back. So right now I'm like, I mean, I'm in a little bit of pain. Mm. My head's a little, little, little woozy, but little I'm woozy. pushing. Yeah. pushing forward
0: <coughs> gotta keep doing it
1: yeah stay positive
0: you know it's like uh you know you get all the rest you need when you're dead uh yeah i should yeah. know i died once oh man literally <laughs> i was wow. they had to bring me back like a few times i was i was in a coma for a few months uh, oh wow at, back in 2016 jesus it was, yeah it was pretty i'm just i'm permanently disabled now but they were worried about brain damage and everybody would tell the doctors dude he's had brain damage since he was born don't
1: worry about it uh, <laughs> my dad he had uh, he had brain surgery he had he had brain tumors and stuff uh, when i was a kid so he couldn't really do much but that's way we, we would sit around and watch the cartoons and the hulk and we would tape them you know all the batman animated series and the, the x men and the oh, yeah. Spider Man, and he, he got me into all that stuff, and they had a whole cartoon on Sundays, and an Iron Man cartoon on Sundays, and uh, yeah, there's pictures of me with little like Hulk beanie. I think I was like four. Yeah, I mean that that sucks, bro. Well, that's awesome. You're here with us, you know, and you're you're putting on a show. That's awesome, you know. And yeah, thank I'm, you for I'm, putting me here. I'm still here. I and
0: Uh, it's uh, mine is mine is a little story of irony because. Uh, I think partly because I'm, I'm old and part of the get off my grass generation. Uh, That's good. You know, I'm like, uh, it's, it's just, I'll go into, and I've I've been going to the same comic shop since I was 15.
1: Mm,
0: Uh, I ended up becoming best friends, uh, with the guy that ended up being the store manager. Who eventually um, bought the store, and I've worked at the store over the years. And uh, they're moving for the first time in twenty-seven years, but they're staying in the same plaza. They're just moving to uh, bigger spaces down the end. Oh, nice. Um, so, it you know, it's like you know, people out of out of habit, people will still pull into the you know the old their old parking spots and they'll be like, what happened?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but I go in and you know, with all the like, uh, I'd call it like mainstream price gouging.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: the, the ridiculous amount of money. You know what happened to two? Hold the line at two ninety nine DC. Uh, yeah. You know what happened? That uh, we're going to keep it four ninety nine Marvel. And, and every time this, you know, they they now go out of their way to cancel series to relaunch them like 3 weeks later. Yeah. So every every creative team gets their own individual volume run. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know whether it's the big publishers saying, "No, no, we have to start it all over again." Because number ones outsell everything. So we wanna we wanna do our money, our cash grab on the number ones. And then they they reprint all this fluff in the back of the book and then charge you like you know 10 or 12 bucks yeah. for like a number one issue, just just to price gouge you. Now I will bitch about that, and then I will turn around, go home, come on this computer. And go looking around, you know, go looking around uh, Twitter and the in the groups on ends to see, you know, if anything grabs grabs my fancy, or or just go to Indiegogo and and search through myself and and Ooh, nice. look for you know look for something and be like, damn Marvel, I ain't giving you twelve ninety
1: nine, right?
0: Ooh, well let me get all this. How much is that? One hundred and sixty four dollars. Well fuck it, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? or thirty five bucks, yeah. you know well, I get yeah. a bunch of tchotchkes, you know, and i and I help somebody out you know that kind of needs it you know, to get their yeah. product going,
0: yeah, it's uh and a lot of the people that just collect to slab their books mm-hmm. and you know and to keep everything we can't have a book that's ever been read, <laughs> yeah, you know ooh, like dude, that's like having a girlfriend that's never been touched, uh yeah. You know, it's nice, she's still not gonna make you a sandwich, but you know
1: <laughs> let's throw that up
0: just in case. Uh and it's it's just a little crazy because I mean uh right now between Indiegogo and Kickstarter, uh I've backed about forty seven campaigns.
1: Nice. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: I'm still waiting for most of them to come in, but I, I get notifications once in a while and yeah. I've been backing like uh tabletop games okay comic book based tabletop games (laughs) uh you know on uh on kickstarter and indiegogo and uh i know uh luke stone's got a got an rpg game coming out that's that's come out for uh his series hybrids
1: Mm, nice
0: and uh you know and you know so it's it's kind of like a he's got one out now, uh, but it's kind of like a a predecessor to like the full core set. Mm. So I'm I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the for the full core set, which is coming out. Uh, I think he's uh, launching that on Indiegogo uh, the end of August, I think. Sweet. But I'm like I go yeah I go because and there's there's so many, uh, you know cg creations that are coming out with games
1: yeah i'd love um, to do one <laughs> one day oh i
0: know, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah you know i mean and and i was trying to do a game night with my kids you know what i mean it didn't last too long but we were trying to do it i was like all right i'll start off small with you my daughter i was like all right we're gonna do candy land and then all right now we're moving on to monopoly this is my game you know but that game you could you could play like for, for, for like five hours you know you gotta take the breaks you know uh,
0: some some games of Monopoly uh you might uh it might last out like a D campaign. So
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You know, you can you can never tell. Right. But uh yeah, I know uh uh Nef is launching uh Mavericks on the 22nd and they're doing a game based around based around that. That's going to be and cool. He's, he's been putting together like some things and I'm like uh a bunch of us were talking one night we thought it would be really cool if a bunch of CG guys got together and came up with like a base model for like a tabletop game. Yeah. Like whether it's mini, you know, some form of miniature game. And you know, and it was made so you could bring like you could bring Butch Cleaver
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: into in, into that world with a certain set of stats. It wouldn't yeah. have the same set of stats he has in his own book.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But you know, you you like upgrade while you while you play and stuff like that.
1: That's a great uh, idea.
0: You know, it it would be cool because it would be something that you know the whole the whole uh CG community could, you know, get around and you know, it'd be cool because it's something that you can play like live in a stream just day. And, you know, uh, people that are not playing would, would sure as hell tune in just for the entertainment.
1: Yeah. And you could like do polls of like, maybe, maybe if you have like four environments or six or something, you can vote like what, maybe you could pluck a couple of CG books that have the coolest environments in there or something, Just, Mm -hmm. just vote on it. You know what I mean? And then you could crowdfund the whole thing. Like, uh, Oh, that'd be, that'd be a good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause all, all it is, is making like different, different maps and, you know, listing out the properties of the environments and everything.
1: You could keep probably like keep the campaign open indefinitely too, and just keep uh, maybe creating characters and cards and whatnot, maybe like a new map or something like that. Little mm-hmm. things like that. You know what I mean? That way that it's always like amorphous um, and keeps changing, you know, that way it stays fun. That's yeah, a great but- concept.
0: Like an ever-evolving game. So it it you know, it's it's like this base game where you can have all these various characters and and IPs interacting in a in a fun way with each other, and new modules come out from this for you know this world and that world and you know back and forth. And the modules would evolve the game, but also evolve. With the world building you guys are doing.
1: Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome.
0: You know, so it's just a passing thought.
1: No, that's a great concept. <laughs> I, I would crowdfund that.
0: <laughs> you know, because I uh I got behind and I uh about a year and a half ago, I uh I jumped on and I got the Umbrella Academy game. Oh, okay. Which is which is like a card game. And then I was disappointed because the box came in; and it's like this big,
1: <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> "Uh."
0: And uh, last year, I crowd I I crowdfunded uh, the uh, the Return of the Dark Knight game, like Ooh. the the higher tier one. So it's got like all the uh, all the lead, all the what I thought was going to be paintable lead pieces, you know like real miniatures, and it turns out they're just like little dinky plastic thingies that are just made Aww. to look like lead. Uh, but... So what? Don't care. As long as I can have <laughs> fun playing it. As long as I can play as the Joker and kill Batman, I'm happy. <laughs> but, uh, speaking of killing shit, let's, uh, let's bring this up. Not too bad. I mean, you got thirty backers and you're just shy of of the halfway mark.
1: Yeah, just two more backers and we'll smash right through there. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
0: So I mean I read the uh some of the beginning part here, because of course that's what I put in the write up for the show. Uh but nice. uh, tell us about Butch Cleaver.
1: So in the, I'll go into the first issue a little bit, and I'll try not to spoil just in case if people want to pick that one up with this one in this campaign. Uh, in the first issue, um, basically Butch is a uh, this this brutal butcher who's killed, and then he's brought back to life by a voodoo curse. And that curse gives him the power to weaponize bone on a molecular level. And he tries to use that power for revenge, reckoning, or redemption. Oh. And there's this um, town that it takes place in called Ubliet, and Ubliet is a um, basically it's a gothic like ghost town, which every other building is either a cathedral, a saloon, or like a, a mission. And um, a lot of the uh, slaughterhouses were once cathedrals. They've been retrofitted to be slaughterhouses now. And um, basically, um, there's this uh, villain in there. There's one of the villains, and his name is um, th- the the voodoo doll, and the voodoo doll. He uh, he's a preacher pimp, and everyone he does business with, he uh, he makes a voodoo doll of them. It's basically like an insurance policy. And if you step out of line, he'll turn you into you know a ca- uh, you know a cactus or you know pincushion. So basically, what happened was uh, Butch stepped out of line. Butch and his uh, employer Whitey Ratatouille, the White Rat, he's a, a meat packing uh, tycoon. He uh, the, the voodoo doll basically hexed both of them. And that's part of the story from the first one. Butch wakes up in this, uh, basically like this realm that's kind of in the same vicinity as Oubliette called the Bone Void. It's this desert that's made of bone dust. And he awakens in this Bone Abbey Cathedral by another character called Moth Mammon. He's a light sucking moth type demon. He wakes Butch up and basically trains Butch um, out there. And um, he kind of makes him feel like what it felt when he was like, he used to slaughter a lot of animals and things like that. And, um, he, he just, just real quick fills him, fills him in on that and shows him how to use his powers a little bit. They get into it. They have a bunch of fights and eventually, um, well, I don't want to spoil too much of that, but eventually Butch makes his way back to Oubliette and, um, (laughs) he finds the guys, he finds the guys that uh, killed him, the actual guys, but not the, uh, not the people that put the hit out on him, you know? And, um, there's a bounty hunter named Whitey. I'm sorry, Opio Possum, and that's Whitey's cousin. He's a uh, this crazy bounty hunter that has a dead possum on his head, got these razor sharp teeth, and uh, a whip and claws. And he's a uh, he's basically trying to trying to hunt down uh, Butch while Butch is trying to solve his murder and find out who who the main who's the head honcho that put the hit out on him. That's the first issue. Nice. So,
0: so uh, a little bit of an origin story and and some background, but it's, uh, it takes up those first three issues that yeah, put it all into, into one book, which, which leads us to this issue.
1: Mm-hmm. And in this issue, so in the, in the town, um, there's this, uh, bartender, his name's Vargbjorn and he has a, uh, it's a, um, it's a meat hall saloon basically because in in the town, uh, there's, there's pirates and Vikings and, Native Americans and, and samurais and, um, you know, bandidos, they're all in there. It's, it's a world that I wanted to make where I can do that. on um, and, uh, one of his, one of the peoples that he runs into is Vogburn and he has this, this warg skull saloon. It's basically the roof is a Viking ship turned upside down. And the door is a, a Viking shield cut in half. So when you push it open, it's like, like a saloon door. He goes in there and uh, he meets him and they basically become friends. And, um, he meets another person in there too. And, uh, they kind of, he kind of starts going into his origin in the second book, talking to him. And I wanted to have a place in the story where Butch could kind of let out some of his, uh, what's going on, what's on his mind. You know what I mean? So he goes to that, that, that bar or that, that saloon. Um, so in in the sequel, we're going to do a deep dive into his past. You're going to find out where his parents met, um, why they came to this place, Uliat, this, this, um, fictional, you know, place in the southwest of America. It's a parallel universe. And you're gonna figure out, you know, Butch was born in a slaughterhouse and you're gonna see what made him tick and why he is the way he is and what happened to his parents. And after that, you're gonna pick up exactly where the first book left off and Butch is still going to keep going on his quest. So that's that's basically the gist of the second book.
0: Cool. <coughs> now, where did you Come up with the design for uh, the characters.
1: Um, so Butch, he kind of just came to me, just a basic one, um, which is a skeleton dude in a trench coat with a with some with some cleavers and some and a um a bone uh, spinal column pistol and then I just kept adding more to it. And then I created a, a bone cocoon where he hatched from that. And it just kept building and building. And then I wanted to see like a, a ghost town with cathedrals, you know, and saloons. And then on top of that, I just kept building. And then I, I, I just kept thinking of one thing after another, and it just kind of kept popping into my head. And the, the character kind of evolved as the story went And this picture right here on the cover. You could basically see like the facades of Butch as he kind of at the bottom, he goes up and who he is um, at the top of where he started. So.
0: Oh yeah. 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 That's cool. Oh, thanks. It's, you know, it's like, what's his origin story? Uh, it's right there on the cover from bottom. <laughs> <of the>
1: cover. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and of course it's rated for mature audiences because, uh, there's a lot of blood and gore.
1: Yeah. There's no there's no sex or anything like that. I mean, if there was sex, there's no nudity. I just don't put it in my books. But there's plenty of books out there that do. Yeah. Um, You know, everybody's got different stuff. I just do more of the gore stuff. But there is, I mean, one, like I said, one of the characters I have in there is a, he's a preacher pimp. So you're going to have, there is going to be sex in there. It's just not a.
0: It's, it's not on screen.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Behind closed doors. <laughs> a, yeah. A, a preacher pimp. I'm like, hmm. Was this brought on by the Catholic Church and, and the altar boys? <laughs>
1: uh, well, asking, this one
0: asking for a friend. Uh...
1: This dude's kind of like a he's got his own kind of religion and his own flock. Mm-hmm. He's um he's more like voodoo kind of kind of Catholic put together in, in in some ways. He does have his own like religion. He kind of right. practices both, but I don't really go into it too much but in the, the front of his establishment is the house of love. And in the back of it is the, uh, the bordello is the dollhouse. So let's yeah, say that, um, that on, oh, I was going to say that Butch kind of, he has to go up against a bunch of his lieutenants in the uh, second book. So he has to kind of travel up that tower to get to the voodoo doll. <laughs> so that's part of the second half of the second book.
0: Cool. And right here, uh, are we looking at stretch goals
1: Uh, These are just straight up gifts that that are going to the backers basically. Every cool, yeah. Every every week, every backer is going to get a new CG, which is a campaign gift. So every Wednesday, I'm going to drop an email and surprise everybody with something new that they're going to get. You know, no matter if I mean, if if you back the book, you're going to get something new.
0: Uh, you're also going to get this in your box,
1: yeah. It's (laughs) like,
0: yeah. So there's a a death metal MP3 track, uh, Butch Cleaver, by uh, Nightmare Nemesis for all backers. Yep. Uh, A trading card for all physical backers. A metal bottle opener for the first 100 backers. And not just metal,
1: but metal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a prototype right here. It's pretty cool.
0: Oh, cool! Let's see it's now.
1: pretty heavy. It's uh, it was uh made by um Phoenix Animation CG oh, yeah. metalsmith. Yeah, and it opens up proper bottles,
0: <clears throat> real bottles. Yeah, real it's, bottles it's of real, real beer. Hefty. Beer, yeah, that you can't <laughs> see through.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, if it opens a Guinness, I'm thrilled. <laughs> uh and a wanted poster for all backers.
1: Yeah. yeah and I got the
0: that's cool hotel.
1: I got the art right here for it too behind me. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. I put that up there in a tier 2.
0: <coughs> but that's cool that you're just you're giving a you're you're putting like extra stuff in to be like, "Hey, remember me?" <laughs> yeah now now come back for book three
1: yeah hopefully god willing i just figured like that would be kind of something interesting if i was a backer like every week i get an email of, of a new gift you know yeah
0: yeah nothing like getting an update telling you that uh yeah uh i'm including this and <laughs> you know then i'm including this too it's like yeah that, that right there should get people pumped enough that they're sharing every time they get an update, they're like sharing out the campaign all over the place again.
1: Yeah, I've had a lot of people help me out. It's been it's been quite the blessing. And that's uh, Whitey Ratatouille right there. That's when him and Butch first meet. That's his uncle Jake. You're going to learn more about him in the book. Mm-hmm. When I was drawing that picture, I was like, mm, do I want to draw him, draw him handing him the blade or kind of holding the blade like that. And that makes it look a little more, you don't know what he's going to do to him. You yeah, know?
0: A more ominous.
1: Yep. That's the voodoo doll right there.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't like the looks of him. <laughs> You're not supposed to. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's Butch. He's one of the guys he fights. It's a, uh, this, badass like he's a uh african um zombie his mm-hmm. name's uh zulambi and that dude just takes a lick in and just keeps on ticking and yeah he's 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 awesome
0: <laughs> he almost and, looks like he, he he reminds me uh and just in uh like the face not the missing chunk of skull but the the face with the glowing eyes like in that dark purple just reminds me of like Parasite from the old Superman books.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Parasite. I remember him. He was kind of cool because Superman doesn't really have that many like cool villains, you know. But he was yeah. pretty badass. I remember they had like origins for him with the New Fifty Two and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, we read the. Uh, I do a I do a show uh, with Thomas Hewlett from Outright Geekery. Oh, okay, called uh, Okay Boomer the podcast where just a couple of old dudes looking at old back issues like gold silver uh <laughs> and and bronze age stuff That's and cool. we actually we actually read like the very first appearance of parasite nice uh the the funny thing was i i had never read it before so i didn't know that parasite dies in his first appearance
1: oh wow <laughs>
0: i'm like but they wait They wait enough years that, like, yeah, nobody's going to remember this. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because nobody dies in comics.
1: And then we got Butch taking out some pimps right here um, in his former life. Um, Yeah, they didn't want to pay up. So. Oh, you know. I
0: got to get that money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Fan in the gun, too. Yeah, <laughs> there's some classic Western stuff you don't see anymore.
1: Yeah, I was trying to have a balance of you know dusty streets and sands, but Gothic cathedrals too. It's kind of tricky, and and then there's um there's a raw meat He's the most the, the utmost vile pirate to sail the nine seas. <clears throat> With him, I wanted to make a um an arm that was part blunderbuss, part hook, and also part sword. And then his uh, left leg is also a blunderbuss. So. Pretty, and he's got a sword too.
0: <laughs> Man, it, and the sword looks so tiny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's for picking my teeth. Shut up. <laughs>
1: <coughs> and uh, yeah, it's a it's a mean one. That's five points, Fitzpatrick. He's a, a a dirty cop on the payroll for a voodoo doll, so he could scrap. He's a <laughs> he's yeah. Let's just say he 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 was from New York and. He used to fight fight a lot over there before he came to Oobliet County.
0: And he fights lots of people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got a cabal of villains. I um, I love that movie, Gangs of New York, and just that whole era too. That was a big yeah, inspiration I was, on me. I
0: was I was as soon as you said it, I was thinking about it. Go, yeah, because there were they were they were a bunch of uh, pretty pretty uh pretty bad hombres in and that with you know all the various gangs and stuff
1: oh yeah and then there's butcher you know sitting atop of the cleaver cuts building his old family business and he just kind of flies off and jumps on his his bull that's his buddy um tour he's basically his batmobile and his robin put together that's his best friend cool. and uh he rides the streets and the roofs with that with that dude
0: Only three thousand dollars. Well right. <laughs> I think by the end of the next book it might be a tad bit more.
1: Yeah, I just like three. <laughs> that was a trading card that the first um week backers are gonna get. Or if you signed up for the book in the pre-campaign, you're gonna get that. Oh, cool. But it's it's not up anymore.
0: So this was uh this was a pre-launch sign up bonus. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool, yeah.
1: Yeah, I went, I went. I think I went kind of long on my pre sign up. I think next time I'm only going to do three months. I did like five months this time because they're saying that it's better to do it like quicker because people stay more engaged and they kind of forget about it after too many months. Yeah, which makes sense to me totally. Then there's a that one goes out to all backers. That's the uh, Butch and Tor trading card. He's fighting a graveyard filled of zombified voodoo dolls. I never seen that before in a horror movie. I'm really into horror movies and comics, you know, and uh, I like the old, you know, black and white silent Abner Costello Universal. I mm-hmm. like the the hammers, the slashers, the uh, you know, the Kubrick's, the, the the Hitchcock's, all everything, you know. But Raimi like the 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 Evil Dead are like the big big influence on on uh, the Cleaver though. <laughs> so, I'm always trying to look for like kind of new things to kind of put tweak in there, you know something that I haven't seen before because, you know, say if, say, you know, a lot of people in CG do werewolves and I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to have werewolves in the next book, but they're not going to be the type that you've seen before. Hopefully I'm going to tweak one thing. And I'm going to tweak it another way. So it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Oh yeah. Sorry. These are the stretch goals. Six, six K for patches and eight um, K for metal bookmarks.
0: Done of course, by the same company that has done the bottle opener. Oh Yeah. It's like, I know some of these names from some other streams. Yeah.
1: Very nice people. (laughs) Oh, they do great work too. So it's... Yeah, Phoenix is awesome.
0: So the featured tier is the Bone Barrel.
1: Oh, yeah. So with that one, you're going to get the first print of the graphic novel. Um number one butch cleaver mm-hmm. signed you're going to get butch cleaver 2 signed by me and you're going to get a i believe it's a 10 by 7 head sketch on bristol board by me uh with india inc
0: oh nice awesome so i mean 80, 80 bucks you're getting the first two graphic novels and you're getting original art yes where were you going to buy original art for 80 friggin' dollars?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Last time I sold like 15 of them, you know, and I was like, this is so fun. Um, I was like, I'm definitely going to do it again. <laughs> as long as people want them, I'm going to keep doing them.
0: Well, I had, uh, last Friday, I had, uh, JT Malloy on who does, uh, Sapphire Spectre. Mm-hmm. And he decided that he was going to, for every physical backer, uh, do a uh, a sketch card
1: that's sweet my buddy sim did that for his book um i think his book uh blood hunt Woo. yeah he did so many of them have you ever had sim on here before
0: oh yeah yeah oh i oh, know cool. i know i know sim <laughs> and and chris the and with the pale rider tail of the red dress uh nice i will not say his name three times because I don't want Pale Red to show up <laughs> and yell at me for invoking the red dress. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is cool. This You should end up selling a lot of these by the end, I think.
1: That would be really cool.
0: Because, I mean, you know, people that, you know, weren't on board the last time around because they're just hearing the book, you know, oh, I don't know, like me. Uh And it's a, you know... It's a chance to get original, you know, a piece of original art on Bristol board, which is, like, ridiculous. Uh, and, uh, you know, both both graphic novels signed.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to put this, these books together. Oh, sorry. Um, this is just a standard uh, signed Butch Cleaver 2. You know, if you just want to pick the second one up, if you read the first one, you get that.
0: Mm-hmm. And how many pages of these graphic novels now
1: so the first the first book's seventy two pages cool. um the second book's fifty two so I'm probably going to do fifty or fifty two going forward just because I do everything by myself and yeah. it it, ta- it takes me at least a year or longer to do a fifty two page book because i I work full time and I help my wife homeschool the kids. She does that mostly, so you know i can't if I could this would be my full time job, but I don't think i could <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it
0: not not um, currently no
1: no. Um, so yeah, like a year, maybe, maybe, maybe a year and a half to do a, a 52 page book, you know? Um, so yeah, that's how I'm going to, I'm going to do it now.
0: Yeah. So if you get a, you know, if you get a good year, you can put, you know, one of the, you know, one of these out a year.
1: That'd be so sweet. That's like which, the goal. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is, which is fine. You are putting out, uh, a 52 page graphic novel plus, you know, putting together the campaign and getting everybody signed up and everything. Uh, yeah, you know, and doing everything yourself, so it's it's like, you know, that's uh, that that's a little bit of a you know that's a little bit of a job.
1: Yeah, and then the lettering and then the, the writing because a lot of the characters in there they speak in different dialects with different slang, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like for like a letter to write this, it, it'd be kind of kind of a nightmare in some ways. <laughs> yeah, in some so. ways. <laughs> It's just cuz you, you have to write you have to write the word correctly and then you got to break it in the yeah. slang. So he sounds Irish or he sounds Haitian, you know, or he might sound Scottish or he might sound Native American or he might sound southern like Georgian, you know, or he might sound like he's from Norway, you know. So all that stuff I I want I want the reader to like ha- be forced to speak in that dialect and be like, "What the hell?" you know. <laughs> And then that's just the the the, the sketch. Uh, if they want to, you know, just pick up a sketch, they can. Of uh, Butch Fever, I'll draw the head sketch, more like a bust, actually. Yeah. Um,
0: you get a a sketch is thirty five. Each book is twenty five. So both books is, you're at fifty. And you bundle it all together, you save yourself five bucks. Yep. getting Plus you're getting all this swag to the left already. Bef- yeah. be- before you know it even reaches higher numbers.
1: Yeah. And I'm going eight weeks. So I'm going to go, you know, 30 and 30. That's so every week there's going to be more stuff adding to it. So, yeah. So
0: (laughs) you are doing you got it set at 30, so you're going to, before the 30 ends, you just out there for another 30. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to, uh, to trigger the algorithms to kind of like push you back up towards the, towards, towards a higher, uh, visibility thing from indiegogo
1: too yeah it was cool too because like the same day i launched a, a pretty big artist launched his first crowd crowdfunded book on indiegogo mm-hmm. and i was I, I beat him for like four hours or something like that and i was like hell yeah and then he came in like get out of here <laughs> it's like but but look at that algorithm works so yeah i'm glad that was like proves that like yeah dude don't go to full 60 go 30 and 30 you know don't be doing it that way you know he's like come on new guy
0: i let you sit here for a couple of hours walking Ex- my see exactly and uh the the original art for the wanted poster is 250 which is more than reasonable for a full-size original piece of art
1: yeah that one's i believe it's um i believe it's 10 10 by 16 it's almost 11 by 17 but i cut it a little bit and um that that tier it also comes with the head sketch too it comes with a uh, cleaver one and two and it's got free shipping worldwide on that. Just on that one, though.
0: Oh, so for two fifty, uh, man, somebody should jump at this right now. <laughs> All you have to do for some people is just say, "Yeah, this tier has free shipping," and <laughs> and somebody will be like, "I'm in."
1: Right. <laughs>
0: it's like you get you get a, a the head sketch. You get the original art for the poster. Plus both books.
1: Yep. Maybe I should put free shipping like in like prison letters, like red and <laughs> across his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Do uh, you know?
0: Make it make it look like you make it look like you uh, are doing a special on it, and you put it like all in all in red letters. Uh, free free shipping this tier only. Right. Because uh, that that'll that'll save a lot. Because. Uh, it's not going to be a small package going out with the original art, you know.
1: No, and and I, they do ship separately too. So yeah, I put I put that on there as well.
0: Oh yeah, they, they'd have to because the weight of the books would uh, not do nice things to the original art.
1: Oh yeah, and then all the little like CGs that are going in there, that stuff's going to be mm-hmm. pretty heavy too.
0: Yeah. So you know, you're going to get the book. You're going to get all the all the bonus. This is going to come with all the bonus stuff plus any stretch goals that get unlocked. Yeah, that is that right there is a a bargain and a
1: half. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah it would be cool if someone bought that, you know. Um it's a uh, Yeah, it was fun making that poster, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. That was something that uh, I seen other people doing westerns I'm like I got to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's cool when you 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 have like the background color like the old parchment style. Yeah, and, and like burnt around the edges and stuff that's just badassery that's all that is uh and then the next tier
1: that has, right there
0: has the street enforcer card art
1: so, so yeah it's, that's-
0: it's just like the last tier it's an extra 50 but you get the street enfor- you get the street enforcer card art yeah and that's that's the one that was that's this is the piece that was limited. To just people that signed up pre-launch.
1: Right. And that, that one's gonna have free shipping worldwide on there. And I'll, and I'll throw in that card too, There, that, that if you signed up for it, just because it makes sense to, yeah. you know what I mean? It would be kind of silly not to, I think, even if they didn't sign up, you know, you gotta have the card to go with it. <laughs> yeah. So
0: if you didn't sign up pre-launch, this tier is the only way for
1: you to get
0: <laughs> the original art and that card. You missed yeah. out on getting the card but he will toss the an extra card in for you because you missed it, because, but you're buying the original art. So, yeah. uh, plus, you know, both books plus a head sketch too. This one did sell though.
1: Yeah, that was the Butch Cleaver number one card from the previous campaign. Uh, I a few people tell me that they actually liked that artwork. So I said, okay. And I, I really liked it too. And I, I put it up there and someone bought it. <laughs> I was like, so I, I was surprised, <laughs> extremely surprised,
0: pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, that, oh, uh, that's just that's cool looking, though. Thanks. That is, that is man. I like. I dig that. But Appreciate I mean, that. that's you know, that's the price of what original art should be, like from three to five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I try to, I try to make it competitive and, um, I trend, let's tr- see what's trending with the campaigns, what, mm-hmm. what, what artists are, are what the pros are charging. And then I got to undercut them because I'm a newbie and, and then I, and then I also want to be known. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, variables. So, yeah.
0: It's uh it's a tightrope walk, uh, mm-hmm. with, you know, being a new guy trying to se- you know, trying to sell some of the original art in the campaign. Yeah. Uh, because if, if you go a little too low, people are like, why is he selling it so cheap?
1: Right. <laughs> what's, what's,
0: what's wrong with it?
1: Right. They spill something on it, or is it a photocopy it, or something?
0: Is it real <laughs> blood on that card? Right. <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, it's it's not. It's just that, you know, we know you're going to be tempted by all these other great CG campaigns with all their great artwork, too. Yeah. And Uh, I want you to buy my artwork exactly. you know, and there's nothing wrong with the other artwork, but I want you to buy mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, you don't, you don't want to be reciting phrases like who does number two work for (laughs) And, and stuff like that. But
1: yeah, I want, you know, uh, it would be nice. I'd like to get as many people to read the book as possible mm-hmm. um, and tell me what they think about it. I've had some people critique me and it's it's really cool, man, getting feedback, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, Makes me want to write more, you know. It's so
0: it's a it's a really cool concept. It's, you know, Western horror. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, which I dig and is uh it's pretty popular this year.
1: Yeah, a horror or westerns are starting to make a comeback now.
0: Yeah, I'm like I go this is cool. This is going back to my childhood now. Yeah. Like I never bought any Well no, I did buy a few uh of the of like the DC westerns. Yeah, when I was a kid. Not many, like a couple here and there. Uh I was uh I was very uh intrigued by the uh, character the scalp hunter.
1: Ooh, scalp hunter. And I have to uh, check him out, that sounds pretty metal. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was an American Indian character, uh, and he was you know part of the uh the original like Jonah Hex kind of like storyline thing.
1: Oh, yeah, because Jonah Hex always had like a um all star western like different yeah. character story in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love Jonah Hex too, man. He he was like the big, he was like, well, if you threw, you know, I, I say that at the top, like. Swamp Thing, Jonah Hex, and Hellboy, and a meat grinder—you get Butch Cleaver, yeah, and yeah. Batman,
0: <laughs> and Batman. You, you get to throw a little Batman in there. Batman.
1: There is like, if you were to read the book, I could point out all the little things and for each of the characters, and then people would be like, okay, obviously there's some Spawn and Ghost Rider uh, influences in there too. Um, Ghost Rider's been around forever, you know, back yeah. even when Brizeta was was drawing him when he just had the white, you know, the white face mask and stuff the Marvel turned him into the skull deity or whatnot, demon.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. I was, I was over, uh, watching the old, the all cap stream. And, yeah. Uh, Ethan was talking about, cause he was, he's been reading like the original Ghost Rider run. Oh, nice. And, uh, apparently for the first 10 issues, uh, Ghost Rider was running away from the cops like he was scared of the cops. It's like he just like teeing off on him. He goes, he goes I'm still gonna read him but you know, what the fuck? You're the scared of vengeance and you're running from a cop?
1: My character, he, he fights a cop but gets his ass beat. <laughs> but I'm not gonna say if he loses the fight or not. <laughs> read the book! I wanted him to have like a rule like Street fight, you know what I mean. And my character Butch, his bones—they actually have like this gooey substance inside. This pinkish—it's um, it's, kind of gory, uh, like marrowy. And uh, it's like if you cut a bone, like on a bone saw, you'd s- see the type of you know stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he can—he could die. Like Butch needs to have—he um, needs to have whiskey milk to survive. So that's why he goes to that the Warg Skull Saloon. He goes there, and if he doesn't have enough whiskey milk, he can't like regenerate or come back and things like that. And his his bones, like I said, they'll break or snap. You know, like just like a regular arm or something. You know, I mean they're a little stronger than than humans, but not not by much.
0: Mmm, whiskey milk.
1: Yeah, and and there's people that actually serve similar stuff. Like you go down to Mexico, there's places, or even like down in L.A., like where they'll have like a cow, and then they'll 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 milk the cow right there on the spot and pour a little shot of tequila in there, and boom, <laughs> slam it. <laughs> So people, you know, people do wh- mix the whiskey in the milk sometimes. It's not too far off. And he drinks that to get his, uh, to get his, um, basically his, I'm um, sorry, you know, the, the uh, calcium.
0: Mm. He gets to have the calcium to keep him yeah. strong.
1: And he's not a cowboy. He's a bull boy. <laughs> yeah. He rides the bull.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's. That's like a a a totally different thing. That's like you know, what? Like in a former life, Butch Cleaver was in the rodeo, so he rides the bull instead of the horse. Right. He goes why? I go because it's a weapon and yeah. transportation.
1: Maybe because uh, he could live. Maybe he'll do that later on. And if he comes into the modern modern times, you know, that'd probably be something he could do for sure. <laughs>
0: it's it's almost like uh it almost reminds me of almost like a Paul Bunyan cuz yeah. he had his ox you know yeah. still horns uh you know Paul had had his ox blue and uh and uh Butch Cleaver's got his uh got his bull
1: yeah and th- like that character is totally something i would put in in oubliette peco's bill um you know john henry um spring hill jack all those like folklorish characters i want to bring I, I mean i only have so many time to write these books but i want them in there i'm really into just okay. you know western folklore i mean like basically like all of america and just all okay. kind of folklores, you know
0: spring Which hill jack would be great in this
1: i've drawn so many of these characters too like i have books of drawings of composite of of ideas of how might look my take on them would be you know mm-hmm I will say that one of them is in there, but I'm not going to tell you who. You'll probably find out in the third book. So
0: you you, you got you to <laughs> sign up and you got to get this stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's some gr- there's some great deals on this campaign. I mean, the featured tier right off the bat. Uh, you know, if you haven't gotten you know the first part yet, you get you get both signed books. And a head sketch for $80, which is saving you like five, it's saving you five bucks off of going out a la carte on this. But I know a lot of people do that. They'll buy they'll buy one thing and then they'll then they'll go searching through for you know anything that can be added on and 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 pick and choose, but you also have to be smart and you have to you have to actually go through and read all the tiers to see, you know, to see things you might be interested in. And and how you can get them, uh, you know, for your best deal.
1: I will say too, there's one add-on I totally forgot about. Thank you for reminding me. There's t- a t-shirts in there, just a few left. This right here, it's a uh, Butch Cleaver. I have mediums, larges, and extra larges. So that's the front right there. It's Butch Cleaver with his skull um, revolver, and that's the company on the back. Rune Cutter Comics. Roll the bones to know your roll. So, cool. They're, they're pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, T-shirts. It's you know, work a walking billboard.
1: Yeah, company.
0: it's a walking billboard, but it's a cool shirt too. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I get some cleavers out there. You know what I mean, wearing them. So
0: get some people out there, and uh, and and more importantly, once once this campaign wraps, uh, everybody's going to be carrying around that uh, bottle opener in their back pocket. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: it's metal. It's got cool art. And, you know, if somebody's being a wise-ass at a a barbecue or something, you just take it out of your back pocket and (laughs)
1: slap
0: them them in the back of the head like it's a blackjack. (laughs) Uh, So tell tell me uh, where you reached uh, when you first started uh, writing this series. Like, who were you taking in for – inspiration, you know, character, whether it be character wise or, you know, plot wise or whatever for the book.
1: So for me, I was, I was thinking of like movies and stuff like that and and writers like Tarantino Scorsese, um, their type of like mob movies, not only gangs in New York, but also like Goodfellas Casino. And then as far as like dialogue goes, just the way they're kind of set up with the characters, like Tarantino's characters, they they talk a lot and the way they speak is very, interesting to me um so i wanted to make sure that all my characters were were not only as many uh, a variety of different characters but different races and ethnicities because it's going to make the book more interesting dude so i'm like yeah i'm gonna look listen to that and then also the Cohen brothers i like their movies as well too they have some really cool westerns that they put out some modern westerns too Mm -hmm. i was listening to some of that um so that, that's because I'm really into movies a lot and I, I really think comics and movies, they kind of go similar hand in hand in some ways. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then as far as books go, um, you know, I, I really like the way that Hellboy's set up. It's got a beginning, a middle and an end over like however many books, mm-hmm. you know, he he's born and he does what he has to do and he dies. But then he goes to hell and fights different in different hells, you know, Um but you can always go back and see what he did in like in the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, and the eighties for different missions. So that was a big influence on me. Of course, Jonah Hex. I like his real he's pretty much stoic, you know, his attitude, the way he mm-hmm. way he handles things. You know, he's just really brutal. He's just all about himself, doesn't really care. Um that was a big influence on me. I read a lot of the Jonah Hex books. And um also uh I like Swamp Thing. I like the Oh yeah how he was this Alan avatar. Moore. Yeah. Alan Moore. Um, I even like the uh, Scott Snyder's run on it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't buy none of his shit now, but back then it was really cool. <laughs> um, his Batman, when he came out, that shit was cool too. But now, but yeah, his, his, his run on Swamp Thing was really cool. Really great art. That was really inspiring. Um, I thought that would be, you know, it inspired Butch Cleaver a little bit. Um, and then Batman, just all the different Batman stories. You know, just the way he's this, this shadowy phantom in in the night that just he's up there like a sentinel just guarding this city, you know, and I love that idea, like Butch is doing that in, in Oubliette. And there's these different like gangs that are there too, you know, like if with uh with Batman you have all these different gangs throughout the city and I, I wanted something like that. And same thing with gangs in New York, there's different gangs in the city, you know, and I wanted to do that too. So those are those were some of the, the ideas with that, and then just people in real life. Um, I take note of the way people talk. I try to incorporate that. I listen to people when they're talking. If I'm standing in line for a movie or waiting in line for something or just I try to drop some eaves on people, you know, <laughs> pick things up from them. Um, people I come in contact with. Any Anytime I hear like a, a good line of dialogue or something, I, I snap my fingers and I'll write it down. Um, or if there's like something in a book I'm reading or anything like that, I try to incorporate that into the into my ideas folder in my head. Um, there's that. And as far as like, that's some of the stuff there's, there's a lot more too. There's other movies that I'm really like into, um, that just kind of like, even like let's say Bram Stoker's Dracula, that movie kind of has a lot of visuals in there and lighting and things like that, that really, they're really interesting to me. Um, and then, um, the art, I have a lot of different influences as far as my art goes. Uh, I really like Bernie Wrightson's art a lot. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Simon Bisley, um, Walter Simonson, Todd McFarlane, Eric Powell. Um, I like a lot of Ethan Van Skyver's art too. I didn't really know about him until like a few years ago, but his art's awesome. Um, yeah, man. There's there's so many good artists. Uh, I was really into Greg Capullo. Um, yeah, I could I could keep going on and on and on. Um,
0: Greg Capullo, Todd McFarlane's bastard child. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Here, draw like me.
0: But oh, and Mort different. Drucker,
1: and Mort Drucker, because he was oh, a big, yeah. he was a big influence on me as a kid. Um, there was a point when I was a kid that I wanted to do caricatures, but when you're like a kid, you think that's fun, but you don't really make money doing caricatures, you know. But I was really into Mad Magazine a lot as a kid, so that whole like comedic timing and things like that. Mm-hmm. I always have like I, that's always in my head too. So I'm always trying to look if I could stick something funny in there, you know kind of like Evil Dead, you know how it's got that um, comedic horror, but not too yeah. much, but every now and then.
0: Just um, enough, like, every once in a while they'll throw something in and you know, you, you get a big chuckle and then you're like, whoa, re- reload that shotgun.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, like, y- y- you know, like Bruce Campbell and Kurt Russell, those guys are badasses, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they got that crazy, like, Michigan feel to them. That's where, that's where my, my family's from, like my dad, my grandpa, my uncle. They kind of reminded me of those guys so all those characters kind of influenced butch a little bit so there's a lot of uh a lot of stuff in there
0: <laughs> well i for sure saw the batman influence when you know he's he's jumping off the you know the roof of his old business and and gliding down you know with his range coat like flaring out i'm like yeah that's a batman shot
1: right there. <laughs> for sure <laughs>
0: It's an, old, it's an old school Batman shot, you know. They don't do stuff like that anymore. They, you know, put all the spotlights on him. He's jumping off a roof. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's supposed to be in the shadows, you dumbasses.
1: <laughs>
0: they just don't get it. So, yeah. is there, uh, is there one person on the indie scene whose book you're looking forward to uh, to get to sit down and read?
1: Oof. For sure, Viking Wolf by uh, Mark Polton. Nice. Um, I can't wait for that book. I backed that one, and uh, I think it's closing out pretty soon too. I think like in maybe a couple of days. That's that's right at my alley. <laughs> I love Viking stuff. So.
0: And when when this closes out, are you going to keep it in demand?
1: I'm keeping yeah, I'm keeping this in demand until I launch Butch Cleaver three. Just just because I feel that like, I got to have product to sell. Yeah. um at all times and then if i sell out of the number one graphic novel prints um if i still keep generating cash then i'll i'll make a new cover for the second um, printing of the graphic novel for the first issue because right now i got about 80 90 of them left or something like that but i'd have to go back and re reinspect them all
0: yeah uh, and yeah. what what's the worst thing that could happen while you're while you're working on book three is to get a you know get a notification you know Every X amount of days, oh, I sold some more books. Cool. Pack them, ship them, boom. (laughs) Exactly. You know, that's, I think that's the best feature that Indiegogo has is, you know, the ability to, you know, keep a book in demand like that. So, you know, you can keep something open until, uh, you know, until you're ready to start promoting like the next book. Yeah. you know, and then you like, you know, you let it go for a month into getting people to sign up for the, uh, the pre signup page. You have to close out, you know, let everybody know this is closing out on this date and we're going to be putting up the, uh, the pre launch page. And we want everybody to get over there and sign up for this and push, 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 push. It, it, it's a never ending cycle, but you know, you get stuff like this out and, uh, I don't, I don't have an issue with, uh, you know, paying like 25 to $35 for a 52 page graphic novel. And it's, you know, even, even a book that stays like, you know, in demand, it's still a super limited print run, from anything like one of the big publishers can do.
1: Oh, yeah. You're, you know, they're not going to go over yeah, a few thousand.
0: You know, all the, all those people that are out there looking looking for books. It's got a short print run. That's why I'm paying them $100 for a Virgin variant cover.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, if you want to get technical with it, I mean, you can just always like drop that down on the table, that concept, you know? Yeah. We, we always forget about that too. <laughs> yeah. I know I do.
0: It's like, uh, really, you like stuff with limited print runs. Have you heard of indie comics? Because uh, everything there is a limited print run.
1: I was telling somebody, like, like it would be cool if someone opened just, like, a straight-up, like, comic skate store that you just go there and buy comic skate books, you know? Or if you want, you could do an indie store that has both, you know? But I was saying a comic skate store, you know what I mean? Where every Like, say if I went and bought every book that had, like, a, a shop tier on it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I do these deep, these deep bolt discounted tiers, you know? And I could buy like maybe like 20 of Butch Cleaver and then 20 of like Cyber Frog and 20 of Viking Wolf, you know what I mean? And put them all in my store. And maybe people from, you know, would want to come there and just look around and buy some stuff, you know what I mean? One There's, day. Maybe.
0: Uh, I know RJ's working on stuff. Yeah. Uh, and also, Varian uh, Grant from uh Vault is working on working on that too because he's got he's got over a hundred stores because he's got Liberty Distribution. Oh, nice. And all he distributes is indie comics to stores. Nice. So uh, he's also somebody you probably want to reach out to because uh, uh, you know, he, he just he didn't expect that he was going to have such a high and positive response to you know, not just from the stores, you know, because it's been they've been working on the store thing for quite a while, but for you know, from from creators and people going, Yeah, he goes, Oh, by the way, I'm getting stuff printed up at Mixon, and and he's like based around Michigan. So he goes, Yeah, I'm getting stuff printed up at uh at Mixon and at Mixum in uh in Michigan, and I'm just having him send over like two cases of books to you.
1: Mm you nice. know,
0: and he'll take them, put them there. And, you know, it's definitely something to talk to him about. Yeah. That's cool. You know, after, you know, after everything's said and done, you're in, you're in this cause you know, what's, what's better than, you know, being able to see, you know, a picture of your, of your books on a store shelf somewhere too.
1: Yeah. That's always awesome. <laughs>
0: and I know one of the, one of the really big uh, supporters uh in, in Florida is uh, the collective. They're they're in Central Florida around Orlando, and they they support a ton of indie creators. Uh, they've got their own uh, independent comic uh, aisles and racks, and when they when they feature a new indie comic, uh, it goes on a dis- it goes in a display like right at the front of their store. Oh, that's cool. You know, and all the employees know what their customers like. And, you know, the, the, the kind of stories they're, they're into, uh, whether, you know, whether it's indie, mainstream, small press, whatever. And they go, they go out of their way to recommend stuff. It's like, yeah, you like this. So you're really going to want to check this book out. It's really cool. And, uh, they've, for like over a year because they started that uh, when, the, when the coup first hit and, you know, everybody was like, pencils down. Like, pencils down? Why?
1: Yeah, times time to put them up, you know, and start making some, some content.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would you put your pencil down at a time where you can get so far ahead production-wise that you can put your feet up on the table and, you know, maybe have a cold frosty afterwards?
1: Yeah. Some metal bands took advantage of that and wrote like two albums. I heard, I know one band wrote two albums. Another band wrote like one album, you know, it's just, you just bank some stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's like you, you never stop your hustle.
1: No. Why, why,
0: why would you do that?
1: Yeah. I mean, get a job doing something else and then just keep the, filling the bank up with the, with the content, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can, uh, follow you besides the, uh, besides the Indiegogo where they can follow you on social media to, to see what's going on with uh, your books and anything else you might have in the, in the pipeline.
1: Sure. Yeah. You can uh, um, go check out but uh, the, the campaigns, com. take you right there. Um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at rune cutter comic. And uh, if you want, you can check out my YouTube channel. Um, I haven't been putting up too many videos lately just cause I've been really going full force on the campaign and doing a lot of that stuff, but I will be pretty soon. It's, Metal movies and brewskies, where I review metal movies and brewskies and comics that I like, and uh, that's about it.
0: I, I like the name of that channel. I'm gonna have to go and check that out. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very much attached to the last part
1: of that, uh, but you know, cool. We got a bottle opener on there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you need to get this campaign. We got we got a bottle opener for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Matt, it's been great uh, get, getting to meet you and, and getting to know you better and everything. And uh, this is this is a really cool book. And the tears that are out there are uh, are made for people to just jump on this.
1: Thanks, Will. <laughs>
0: you know, ser- seriously, like original art tears. It's like you're buying original art and then you're giving them everything else you have on the campaign. Because they bought the original art, uh, that's you know, a lot of a lot of times you just see the original art, and it's you know, carte blanche where it's like, okay, well, you can buy this original page in this tier, or you can get it with everything.
1: Yeah, I want it to it, be real special. I don't know. that's know. just for me personally but i want the the art to be something special like you're getting a big special like christmas present kind of, you know.
0: Oh, it is. I'm like, you know, you've got like a you got a few different ones that are, you know, that are that are still left. You get the wanted poster art for 250 and you get everything else in the campaign. You've got the street enforcer card, which was a a pre-signed launch piece of art with $300 and you get everything else in the campaign. It's like you know anybody that's a fan of this book uh if they can if they can dig up that cat if they can dig up that cash before this is over can uh can score himself some some uh some pretty sweet uh perks. And and not have somebody's uncle sticking a knife in their face. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: just saying. But uh Matt, thanks a lot. Uh look forward thanks. to uh keeping an eye on this. And if you can't uh back the campaign at this at this time, please share it out everywhere you get social with your media so more and more people can get their eyes on this and see what's going on. And uh until next time, Matt, I hope you're feeling better. And uh, we'll keep an eye on this, and I will see you uh tomorrow night with another show. Uh, that's it for now for Creators Outlet. Keep in mind that uh, a little later on tonight, this episode will be uploaded and on my podcast platform, so you'll be able to download or listen to it anywhere you get your podcasts.